Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. I tell you what, man, he's a literal titan across the entire media landscape. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys, is it? Hey, a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Goss, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Tony! Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review, because you have done that so many times, you have made us the biggest podcast in the world. Oh, Carol, cheat! I don't care. <laughs> I mean, what do I got? to God's. I mean, and the podcast name is Stupidity. Mikey A, how are you? Second episode this week. I'm exhausted. I'm still not getting paid for this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> Who is getting paid for this? I have no idea. Levitard. <laughs> I mean, this thing is paid. I went to listen to an episode. The thing's painted like a NASCAR. I had no idea State Forms a sponsor all of a sudden. <laughs> no one ran that by me. <laughs> and we love having them on. Thank you. Great insurance. Great. Yes. <laughs> uh, Mike, I am very excited. I'm a huge golf fan, as you know. I'm a huge Jack Nicholas fan, as you know. We're not going to have Jack on, but we are going to have his son on, who wrote a book with Don Yeager, uh, Best Seat in the House. And I'm very excited about that because he has. He has had the best seat in the house to uh, perhaps, well, yeah, probably the greatest golfing career of all time and certainly one of the greatest careers uh, in sports history. So I am looking very, very, very much looking forward uh, to having Jack Jr. on. But uh, I want to make fun of us. On 420, <laughs> we did an episode with Chad Pennington. Now, it was a couple of Jet fans cutting it up with, with the all-time best quarterback in franchise history. What, do you, what were you going to say? I was just going to let you know Jack was dialing and that's all. <laughs> Okay, but I want to make fun of us yes. because we were doing athletes that connote 420, okay, uh, who connote marijuana, and the guest that we had on was an athlete that does exactly that, and you and I failed to mention it, Chad Pennington. I mean, what's the matter with you? It was a long day. It was a long day. Okay, uh, Moderna. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, how did we miss Al Leiter? <laughs> Oh, my God. How did we miss Al Leiter? Or Jack Leiter. Pitches for Vanderbilt. <laughs> All right. We have closed the Leiter category. Uh, I am, as I mentioned earlier, super excited. Huge golf fan. Huge Jack fan. Uh, we do not have Jack on. We have his son on. And I am super excited to speak to him. He and Don Yeager have written a book, Best Seat in the House. Uh, and Jack joins us right now. How are, uh, how are you, Jack? I'm great. How are you? I am doing. God, you look just like your dad. Oh my God! <laughs> is that a uh, is that a painting of Augusta behind you? Is that what I'm seeing there? It is. That's uh, that's a Linda Hartow. Uh, that's the 15th old Augusta where uh, I probably made the highest jump of my career. Oh wow! All right, you're gonna walk us through that jump in a minute here. Uh, I don't know if you can see what's in my, but I went out and per this is how big of a fan I am of your dad. You see that? I went out and purchased that Masters flag. It's signed by your dad. 
Um, and I believe it's from the 86 Masters, Jeff. That was, uh, I can't tell what year it's from, but what a great I'm, year. I'm, that I'm, was the Nicholas family, for sure. Well, I think all the years of the Nicholas family have been yeah. pretty good, right? <laughs> I'm going to pull it down here and see what year it was. Hold on one second. <laughs> you see it now, Jack? Okay, so <clears throat> I don't think that, I don't think that picture. No, it's not. Yeah, the picture is not from 86 of Dad. Um, that's, that's I don't think any of it's from 86. I think just the flag is. Yeah, and you know what? The last time he played Augusta was 2000. That may be 2000. Um, wow. You know what? Let me sh let me show you what I have on my wall here. Oh, I would love a tour of your house. <laughs> um, you have no idea, I don't Jack. I can see that, but oh, wow, so that's, that's the same 2000 that you may have. And that what that says on the wall? It says from Dad having you on the bag. During that 1986 Masters win is still one of my fondest memories. And to have you at Augusta again with me in 2000 was just as special. Thanks, Jackie. So that's from Papa Bear. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Uh, very cool. Ironically, mine says the same thing. I mean, <laughs> 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 Jack, that is amazing. Like, that is... Jack, if you had one thing to show off in your house, like in a weird contest, like show off the coolest thing in your house, what would be the thing that you would show off to people? Is, would that be it right there? Because that's, oh my God, I got goosebumps, Jack. This oh, right here. Oh my God, he's walking around. For again. me, that's what it's all about right there. Right? Uh, you know, family. Right there, my, my five kids. They're a little bit older than that now, but it's a great that's picture. it right there. That's it. How, that's how the coolest thing in my life. Yeah, I think you're right. I probably, you know what, Mike? Mike, I'd probably show something else off, but I probably should show off my twin 16-year-old girls. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd probably show them the jack flag. <laughs> you probably would. Yeah, I probably would. Um, and how long ago was that picture, Jack? Uh, of the kids? Yeah. A lot a uh, lot older guys, now, right? Uh, my, my little one, Will, uh, he's got to be, he's probably four or five years old there, and he's... Uh, He's a third year at North Carolina playing lacrosse uh, for their program right now. Um, they play. Wow. Uh, they host Notre Dame Saturday. Uh, Notre yes. Dame's number one. Carolina picks number two or three in the nation right now. They've got a heck of a lacrosse team at Carolina. Yeah, they really do. And you went to Carolina. My uncle also went to North Carolina, played lacrosse for Carolina, and my daughter is going to Northwestern to play lacrosse. So uh, the Wieners and the Nicholases have some stuff in common here. It's amazing. That's so great. Now, now what year uh, at Carolina? Did, did he play no. Oh, my uncle played back in the, uh, God, I want to say, gosh, I'm going back. I want to say in the 50s, probably, he played lacrosse. Okay, 50s so or a 60s, while ago, because yeah. they had a heck of a lacrosse team when I was in school, uh, 81 to 85. Uh, they were back-to-back -back national champions then. Um, yes. And I know a lot of the guys from the team back in the in Now, the women's 80s. team, a girl who played in our program, uh, Caitlin Wurtzberger, who's a freshman at North Carolina. So she's she's from our program, played with my daughters. So. Now, I think they are number one in the nation right now. They've yes. got yeah. a team going right now. Yeah, they got a great team going right now. So it's them and, yeah, it's them and Northwestern, the two best women's teams in the country. Um, and your son loves lacrosse, right? Like that. And you love watching it. Like the environment around that sport is so special. It's so cool. It, it really is. I... I I still say, though, I mean, I, I love lacrosse. I love football. Um, but my favorite sport to watch to date was high school girls volleyball. Uh, two, two, wow. two daughters that played through that. And 
you want to see the girls get competitive and do great. I, I love that. But uh, the way I look at the, you know, I have two boys that uh, two out of my three boys play lacrosse in college, one at Rutgers, one now in North Carolina. It's a, it's four bonus years as a parent to, you know, watch your kids run around yeah. on the athletic field for sure. Fun. Did you try to get golf sticks in their hands or what? <laughs> my oldest Jack, who did not play lacrosse, he's, he's a nut about golf. He's actually gotten quite good, but, he really didn't take an interest in it until um, about college. Um, he played all the team sports. So uh, anyway, he plays all the de- all the time now. Uh, best seat in the house is uh, Jack's new book, along with Don Yeager. Don, of course, a New York Times bestseller. Uh, Jack, I'm wondering why'd you decide to write this book? I- I'm fascinated. I can't wait to read it. But why'd you decide to write it? Well, it actually goes back. Uh, I-, I showed you the flag of uh, the Masters earlier, and. In 1986, which uh, hopefully many of us remember, it's, uh, you know, I, I always felt like, you know, everyone watched that and remembers it from the TV or outside the ropes. I always felt like I had the best seat in the house uh, to watch dad win that, that amazing come from behind victory for a sixth green jacket. And, you know, over the years, I've written notes, written notes, and I kind of felt not only did I have the best seat in the house for that 1986 uh, win, but really watching a great man and a great career for all my life. So that's, that's what inspired me to write the book to honor my father and share some of the stories that, uh, that I remember so well growing up. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller Time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer oh my gosh folks gather around everyone gather around listen to these words the nba playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba with same game parlays live betting odds boosts and so much more don't miss out as the nba postseason winds down and if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out new customers listen to me you bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. So how do you want to do this? Because I'll be honest with you, you could read the entire book to me and I'll be glued and I'll make my audience sit through it. So there are 18 lessons. You want to give me the one that you like the most? How do you want to do that, Jack? It started off as a book where I was just sharing stories of, of, of growing up 
watching that, as I mentioned earlier, and Don, Don, Don Yeager, uh, co-author, really helped me organize my thoughts and make them into lessons. Uh, and you know, he did a marvelous job uh, with me. It's all, it's, it's all my writing, my thoughts. Um, you know, from from as I mentioned, notes from years and years, and from you know the new uh, technology where you can talk and, and words pop up on the screen. So it's all. It, this is my book. Uh, completely, but Don was amazing as, as how he fact-checked and organized and, and brought my random thoughts from all over the place together and made sense of them. So Don's fantastic. Uh, so is there a lesson that really, or a story uh, that turned into a lesson that, that really sticks out for you? I, I don't want to get, I don't want you to give all 18. You got to make the readers read the other 17, but if you'd like to share one, that'd be great. Well, you know, there's, and I'll be the first to profess. I'm no, I'm not going to brag that I'm any great father, but I, I consider myself a father in learning. And and part of that process uh, is being there for your kids. And that's one of our chapters is being present. Uh, and, you know, not, not just attending, but actually being present, dialed in, not being on your cell phone, distracted, but uh, really being there for your parents or not, excuse me, for your children, which I watched my parents do for so many years. They still do it. Uh, 22 grandchildren, uh, not only were they at our games, uh, myself and my four siblings, but the 22 grandkids, I've watched mom and dad 81 years of age today, and they do not miss an event, whether it's sports or, or, or school graduation or whatever, uh, they are dialed in. And that's honestly one of the one of the best lessons that I learned from my mom and dad that I've tried to pass on to my children. Uh, be there, be there for your children. And you felt like dad was in a way that was like you described, because I find that that balance must have been incredibly difficult for him. I talk to NFL coaches all the time. They don't get enough family time. Mike Shanahan, uh, Mike Shanahan told us once that he would actually have like a picture of him at the dinner table just so his family could kind of feel uh, like he was there. And so that's crazy. And so you feel like your dad was able to balance being the best golfer of all time, one of the greatest athletes of all time, yet he was still there locked in as a dad, huh? That's crazy, Jack. He was wow. 100%. Uh, now, early on, uh, obviously, dad's job is not a nine-to-five job, so he, you can imagine, he's all over the world traveling, playing golf. Uh, he made a commitment to mom early on that we had, he would not be gone more than two weeks at a time. Uh, and I, throughout his entire career, I think he only missed out on that twice. Uh, on extended trips overseas. But, uh, you know, mom and dad were such a great partnership. And that's another chapter in the book. Uh, you know, the, the, some of the fundamentals that I saw mom and dad, what a great role model they both have been about, you know, the give and take. And, and they always felt like it was 85% give at best and 15% take. And uh, that's kind of been their philosophy on marriage. And mom was the one that managed the household. Uh, kept us in order, uh, kept us straight, did a lot of the discipline. So dad wouldn't necessarily come home and be the bad guy. Um, yes, dad dialed in when when uh, there were some major issues, which I'm sure there are plenty, and I was responsible for many. But, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it, dad, because mom kept things in order at home, dad was able to concentrate on what he did, his trade. And I think there's no, they're not think, there's no question that that allowed dad to be great at what he did. Uh, but when dad was home, he left golf on the golf course. He left business in the office. And uh, we knew we had dad 100% when we had him. So, yes, we didn't have dad 
you know, every afternoon, uh, you know, like maybe a typical nine to five uh, parent may uh, be able to provide. But when we had dad, we had dad 100%. So uh, I am incredibly blessed. Uh, best seat in the house is the book. Jack Nicholas II is with us. Don Yeager uh, assisted in, in writing it as well. Uh, I'm wondering, Jack, is it difficult? I mean, I'm sure there are many perks, but is it difficult walking around with the same name, Jack Nicholas? Is that hard for you? Has it been difficult for you? You know what? It's uh, first and foremost, a blessing, 100% okay. a blessing. Uh, you know, it's opened up a lot of doors. Uh, people will listen to me uh, that maybe wouldn't if my name was something different. But uh, not only, it's a huge responsibility. Uh, and I've seen that with my children, uh, uh, my son, Jack Nicholas III, uh, one of five, uh, they all carry the, the last name. And, you know, if you go out with a group of, of, of pals, uh, you know, the, the group stubs their toe, they're going to remember that it was the Nicholas kid that stubbed their toe. Uh, right. So, you know, people are watching, uh, even, you know, with today, uh, there's so much of a microscope uh, spotlight on, on things we do, social media. Um, very, very proud of my kids, how they've, uh, the march they walk. Um, as a parent, I think you can you can give them a foundation, but uh, ultimately they're going to have to make their choices, and uh, uh, they've made some nice choices so far. Have you ever dropped "I'm Jack's son" to get yourself a tea time at a golf course? Have you done that? No, Come on. actually, <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> no, no, I, I, uh, I'm very very careful about doing that, and uh, I I see people, other people use my name, but I do not. At least okay. I try not to. Uh, Mike, thankfully, I am and not I Jack's son. You might not what you're saying. <laughs> that is great. Um, I am wondering, have you ever tried on any of the green jackets, Jack? I have not. Um, oh. It was, you know, kind of interesting story about the green jacket. Um, and I probably won't represent it exactly, but I know when dad first won his master's, uh, back in uh, 1963, his first one, he, uh, he, I think he had borrowed a member's jacket uh, that I think was way, way too small. And the next, I don't, I don't know how many masters he won. He, he actually didn't have his own green jacket until his company made him one, uh, you know, right before his sixth green jacket. So he actually has his own green jacket now. And as a, <laughs> uh, you know, the tremendous honor, uh, that Augusta honored with him being a member, as they did Arnold Palmer. Um, one of one of Dad's, you know, greatest honors is, is, is to become a member at Augusta. But yes, he, he did not actually have his own green jacket until I think right before he won his sixth. That is amazing. Where are they now? Did they just like are they around? Like are they? Does he like? Does it? Is, are they prominent in the house? Do they sit in a closet? Like I'd never take one off. But where are the jackets right now? I want to know where they are. <laughs> no, they uh, one jacket. Uh, of course, he's able to reuse it. Uh, does not leave the club. Uh, it sits okay. at Augusta National. All right. Uh, I'm going to do some uh, fill in the blank here, if that's OK with you, uh, because you have gotten into golf course development. Um, and, and that's probably why you don't need to drop your name anywhere. You own all the golf courses, Jack. Uh, the golf course you are proudest of is blank. You know what? Um, I'm going to say, you know, of course, yeah, right, Jack. But every one of them I'm going to say is a favorite golf course. It's, it's like your children. Uh, you put so much heart and soul into your project. Uh, dad's done uh, with on his own or company's done a little over 450. Uh, Dad directly has been involved with about 300. I have about 50 uh, with my own name on them. Uh, every one of them is special. I can tell you that some of the best projects that I've been involved with um, are ones that I've co-designed with my father 
or he's allowed me to, you know, follow him around. Uh, Muirfield Village, uh, one of our flagship golf courses uh, up in uh, Ohio, where we host the Memorial Tournament. We, uh, at, we had a late tournament this past year because of COVID. We played, uh, we finished July 19th, and we did a complete renovation starting that afternoon. Incredible pace uh, of construction uh, and regrassing. We regrassed it by October 1st. And we'll be playing at the Memorial Tournament uh, Memorial Day weekend, first week of June, on this new golf course. So um, I got that's one of our very special golf courses. Uh, and again, I wish I did own all these golf courses. Maybe I don't with all the headaches. But uh, <laughs> no, we uh, we come in and we design them. We don't own them. The best uh, the best thing about being Jack's son is blank. Uh, I've got the greatest father in the world. Wow. I mean, that is, uh, you're giving me goosebumps, Jack. You really are. Best seat in the house. Go buy the book right now. Jack Nicholas II at Don Yeager. Jack is with us uh, right now. Father-son goosebump moment on a golf course was blank. You're going to go 86 Masters, aren't you? Well, there's no question about it, but absolutely. The 1986 uh, uh, win at Augusta, but... I'm going to tell you, you know, if, if you if you dial back the clock a little bit, 19 or excuse me, 1982, I'm caddying for my father uh, in the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, and uh, he's that's the one that Tom Watson uh, made that great chip in on the 71st yep. hole to win it. Uh, so I'm caddying for Dad. The first hole is a, a shortish par four. The second hole at the time is a par five. Dad starts out bogey par. He's really lost at least two shots to the field. And then he proceeds to birdie the third hole, fourth hole, fifth hole, sixth hole. He, the seventh hole he birdies for his fifth birdie in the in the in a row. There's about a ten foot walk from the back of the seventh green to the eighth tee. And I remember getting right in his face with both fists clenched, saying, "Dad, this is great. Way to go!" And Dad ended up bogeying that eighth hole. And I probably had nothing to do with it, but I blame myself for getting emotional as a caddy and maybe influencing him. So now fast forward to 86, yeah. um, you know, dad is making this amazing run uh, on the back nine there. And I, dad's crying. I'm crying. I'm not letting him see it as we approach each tee. Uh, the, the, the evasions. I mean, it was unbelievable how he was, uh, you know, welcomed by the fans. And the last thing I was going to do is show any emotion. I was just like, ah, nice birdie, dad. Time to make another one. Good shot, Dad. And just more straight, of course. Uh, You're holding back tears. Standing on the uh, 72nd green. And there he is. And this is the goosebump moment, uh, which I actually reflected uh, when I, when I um, introduced my father in the rotunda, very overwhelming uh, and intimidating uh, for the congressional gold medal that he won. And part of the speech was, I, I said, I'm always asked, what it's like to be Jack Nicholas's son. And the best thing I can tell you is the example from 86. And so, you know, I, I'm putting the flag, and this is in the book. Uh, I'm putting the flag in the hole, uh, which it, all caddies do. And, uh, you know, the crowd's erupting. Dad, we didn't know for sure, but he gave himself the best shot to win uh, the Masters that year. There's still uh, Tom Kite, uh, Seve Ballesters, Greg Norton still yeah. had to finish. And, uh, so I'm putting the flag in the in the in the cup. I turn around and, and this the, the crowd is screaming. Uh, it's all about what Dad had accomplished that day, what Dad had accomplished throughout his career. Um, it transcended golf. It's it's about the man that he stood for, 
I'm getting emotional here. The man that he stood for all of his life, and this was so deserved, uh, so so embraced of what dad is, the man he is, and what he had accomplished that day. And I turned around expecting to see dad, you know, looking at the crowd and and soaking all that in. I turned around, and there's dad, you know, just looking at me. Um, he made me part of it. Um, he's there with his arms outstretched to embrace me. And, and uh, you know, that moment, you know, I felt like, I felt like I, I counted. Uh, I felt like uh, I had my dad's full attention. I felt like I was loved. And that's what it's like to be Jack Nicholson's son. God, that's perfect. I mean, that's his gift, right? Uh, all that going around, uh, going on around him, and he made it about you and him, uh, not about just him. And that's amazing. That is, uh, God, you just, I, I'm getting emotional. I got goosebumps, Jack. Um, are you telling me? Are, are you telling me, Dad was fighting back tears, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, the entire back nine? One hundred percent. I I most remember it uh, walking from the eleventh green to 12 T, which is a open stretch of about 40 yards. And I walked alongside dad walking up there and he just had tears coming out of his eyes um, as the crowd welcomed him. And, and he had so much work to do on that back nine. But um, I think people understood that he was uh, in the twilight of his career and uh, you know, something pretty special was about to happen. Pretty cool. He uh, back tears on every hole. How is dad in terms, like, if you handed him, would he have final say on club selection always? Like, it, it didn't matter what you said. If he wanted to go seven, you wanted eight, he was going seven, right? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, but, but dad has told me that the only th three things I need to remember as a caddy, and I say this jokingly, is because dad has great respect for all the caddies. But he says, Jack, he says, for me specifically, there's three ups. There's, there's show up, I know what club, I know what club to use, Jack. I got it. <laughs> Absolutely. No, no, I, what I did is I, you know, I, I, I was a friend out there more than anything, but, uh, you know, keeping the clubs clean, uh, you know, I'm a 24 year old kid. There's no way that I know anything about Augusta like he knows, uh, and uh, I'm not a professional caddy. The, the guys out there are so great at their jobs. Uh, but honestly, I, you know, I would give dad the information that he needed, uh, you know, 154 yards to the pin, 150 to carry the bunker, uh, what it might be to the back of the green. And, and dad would select this club. And again, I, I don't know whether he's going to choke down, hit a full shot, take some spin off and whatever. Um, so anyway, I just gave him that information. Now he, he, was great to me because he allowed me to talk about every putt uh, throughout that day, or not that day, for the entire week. Uh, you know, he said, Jackie, what do you think here? And we talked about the break. And you know, ultimately, he's making his choice uh, how hard he's going to hit the ball and how what it's going to break. But uh, he allowed me to be part of that, which was pretty cool. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Best seat in the house, Jack Nicholas II and Don Yeager. Check it out. 18 golden lessons from a father to a son. What happened to the 19th lesson? Like, which lesson made the cutting room floor, Jack? <laughs> like, I realize why you did 18, but you probably could have done 100. If golf had 100 holes, you would have done 100 lessons, correct? You, you know what? I, you do anything and you finish it up and, and I hand it over to the publishers and you know, I always wish I'd included something else. And again, like, you know, life is fluid. And, and you know, I, I watch my mom and dad today. Uh, um, as I said, I'm a father in learning. Uh, you learn every day. So, uh, you know, and I hope I never stop learning. But yeah, I, I think I could have gone on and on. Um, Don cut me off, which he should have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's the writer. That's why you brought him on. I mean, he knows what he, yeah. he knows what he's doing. Uh, a couple of quick ones. We'll get you out of here. This has been a thrill for me. The movie Jack and Jack the Second will sit down and watch together is blank. Oh God! Is there one? Um, no, there's not. <laughs> there's not. <laughs> Although you know what, Dad has been approached um, recently to do some movies. Um, you know. I'm, me, I would be a support cast between uh, you know Jack and Jack's body. Jack, you don't give yourself enough credit. You were an accomplished golfer. You're you're you know you're a golf course mogul. You don't give yourself enough credit, man. Well, I I appreciate that. But the way I look at it, the '86 Masters, you know, if he had a real good caddy, he would have won by four or five shots. He never would have been talking about this, right? I kept it close. Oh um, God, that no, is but good. you know, it's interesting. You know, they talk about the movies. And, and a friend of mine that's in that, that business talked about doing a movie with my father. And I said, well, you know, dad would be interested in doing that. And the follow-up uh, conversation was, well, what controversy uh, could we talk about? Like, what was, he would want to know, what was the real relationship between your father and Arnold? And, you know, how do they combat each other? And, you know, my response was, dad, that's not dad's story. He wasn't about being combative. He he wasn't about controversy. Uh, Dad always made great decisions. And the, the movie maker's discussion followed. He says, well, it wouldn't sell. You know, something like that without controversy doesn't sell. I mean, you know, the recent story about, about Tiger and the recent story about uh, MJ, um, you know, there's some controversy in each of those. Uh, I have so much respect for both those amazing athletes and people. Um, but again, you know, I, I don't think a movie, at least – the friend that I talked to in the industry said that dad's movie probably won't sell because he doesn't have that type of a uh, controversy. Uh, uh, forget about it. Man. Listen, I'll make the movie with you and I'll sell it. Okay, I promise. <laughs> okay. Um, a couple of quick ones. We'll get you out of here. Greatest thing you've seen your dad do on the golf course is blank. Uh, I, I, as you mentioned, I played some competitive golf and I got so wrapped up in hitting a golf shot uh, or, you know, right at that moment of making a three foot putt, dad has always had the ability to see a bigger picture. Um, you look at, look at the concession. Uh, I believe it was the, uh, I maybe messed it up on the date, but I think it was the 1971 
Ryder Cup over in England, uh, where he's competing against Tony Jacklin. Tony Jacklin just won the the, the Open Championship, uh, you know, the, the British Open, as we call it. And it came down to that last match between Tony and my father. And they both had 20-foot putts to win. Dad rolled his by about five feet. Tony rolled his by about two or three feet. Dad made his. So now at this point, Tony Jacklin, uh, if he misses the putt, he's going to be the GOAT, uh, of, of, in a negative way, the GOAT. Uh, of the whole nation from hometown hero to goat. And, and, you know, if he makes it, well, they, it's the same result because they would have tied the Ryder cup. The right, the U S team was, was to retain the cup because they had won it two years prior. My dad immediately Rick picked up uh, Tony's coin and said, nice match, Tony. Uh, you know, we have done uh, congratulations to the, to the European team. And, and that's something that me, I would have never had the 20,000 foot luck to, to know how to do that. And dad always seemed uh to understand the bigger picture. Um, that, that was an amazing uh, thing that dad did that day. Best seat in the house, 18 golden lessons from a father to his son, Jack Nicholas II with us. I'm just going to say a name quickly and give me the first thing that comes to mind and I get you out of here, okay? Some names of people that have been close to your dad uh, throughout the years. Arnold Palmer. Um, Arnold has always had dad's back. Um, they had a great relationship it was a great rivalry uh it, it started uh, there at oakmont in 1962 actually it goes back before that uh, in 61 where arnold won the u.s open at cherry hills and uh i think dad out drove arnold on one hole and he needled him about and arnold arnold had beat my dad by like four or five shots on the scorecard which arnold put it back to dad so they had a great uh relationship great rivalry and arnold always had dad's back and and he's very missed gary player Gary Player, uh, there's not many men that I love. I love Gary Player. Uh, he is a he's short in stature, uh, but a giant in my eyes. Uh, he's helped so many people throughout his career. Uh, man, it, he's a phenomenal person. Uh, he stayed at our house many, many times, and I love the Player family. I, my prayers go out to his wife, Vivian Player, who's, who's battling cancer right now. Um, you know, wish her well, but uh, Gary Player is the best. Tom Watson. Tom Watson uh, is, an, I, again, I have so much respect for Tom Watson. I can't even tell you. He's uh, he what a competitor Tom is. Uh, and Tom, uh, uh, you know, we, we he just lost his wife, unfortunately, uh, again to cancer, uh, both pancreatic cancers. But, uh, you know, just a great man, great competitor. He beat dad on several occasions. I think of uh, Turnberry, the duel in the sun, uh, where uh that I think dad shot 65, 66 and Tom shot 65, 65 to, to win that event. And Tom will say that my dad's gesture after that round was what really propelled Tom to believe in himself. My dad put his arm around Tom as they walked off that 72nd hole. Uh, I think it was at uh, Royal Lytham. And he says, Tom, I gave you my best shot today and it wasn't good enough. I'm really happy for you. Congratulations. God, I wow. mean, it's too good to be true. I'm serious. <laughs> okay, two more. We get you out of here. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, what a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete. Um, honestly, I would have said Tiger would have beaten my dad's record. And, you know, he's had a series of, of injuries of, you know, obviously the, 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 the tragic car crash of recent, but I mean, his backs and his knees. And, and, but you look at dad's career, dad fought a lot of back injuries, shoulder injuries as well. But, uh, Tiger has brought, brought so many people to the game of golf that weren't in the game of golf. 
Um, my hat so goes off to Tiger. And, and you got to think, you know, the question always is out there, who would win a contest between Tiger and my dad, um, dad and Ben Hogan? Uh, you can go down, you know, the, the greats of the time. And certainly Tiger and dad are qualifies those greats. And you know what? I think they would all figure out a way to win. They all had different talent levels and different strengths and weaknesses, but their minds, I think, is what made him great and continues to make Tiger great. Actually, continues to make Dad great. He's still amazing. Tiger Woods, my hat is off to him. An amazing man. Uh, last one, not a person but a place, Augusta. Augusta is um, the mecca of golf, uh, at least in my mind. Of course, golf was started over at St. Andrews in Scotland, but for the Nicholas family, uh, what that has meant to the Nicholas family, uh, uh, Augusta National, um, they, uh, it's, it's an amazing, amazing place. I've had so many fond memories. It feels like a home away from home for me. And uh, to have dad still go back, uh, he plays uh, now only in the par three contest, and now he hits a ceremonial first tee shot, which uh, he did this year with uh, Gary Player and Lee Elton was great. there. Uh, for this year's on Thursday morning, but um, it's it's a uh, it's it's family. That's that's uh, I can't say any more than, than family. It's uh, it's a very very special place for our family. Best seat in the house. Buy it wherever books are sold. Jack Nicholas the second, Don Yeager, uh, both wrote it. Eighteen golden lessons from a father to a son. Uh, Jack, last thing, if you could just take us through the the legendary leap, fifteenth hole. I think it's the cover here of the book. Uh, you're standing behind Dad. You had the best seat in the house. That's the title of the book. Uh, was there a conversation, mm -hmm. reaction? Just kind of walk us through that that magical moment. I remember exactly where I was when it happened. Well, it was. Uh, <clears throat> I'll back up to the fairway, and of course, as I mentioned earlier, I'm so dialed into you know the numbers and this and that, what the information Dad needs. So I'm looking at. I don't know how far it was. I think it was 214, I think, to the pin. Um, and so I'm looking at the numbers, and Dad says, boy, a three would really go a long way here. Now, my mind's going, you know, he never asks me what club to hit. So I'm thinking, is he thinking three iron or four iron? I looked at him, and I said, are you thinking a three iron? He goes, no, 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 I'm thinking an eagle. You know, so, again, he's thinking, <laughs> well, I'm thinking what club he should hit. And uh, – yeah, he just he knew what he needed to do. So he hits a straight shot. We're walking around the right side of the lake, right in front of the 15 green after he almost hold his second approach shot there. And he is completely teared up. The, the crowd's cheering him on. Uh, he's over his putt. It's a it's a downhill left to right breaker. And I can see as he after he puts it, it's halfway there. I see him start to raise his uh, that giant response putter with his left arm to to signify, hey, he's made this putt. The crowd's starting to uh -huh. erupt. And I, I kind of take a couple steps to the, my side and I jump. And, and I, well, people say, why didn't you play basketball if you jumped that high? What? <laughs> you probably put two flat nines, uh, not, even, you know, not even stacked uh, between the ground and my toe. I didn't have that much air, but it's about the highest that I've ever gotten. Uh, uh, of course, he made that, that great putt and then uh, – Made a great birdie at 16 and 17, and uh, we had that great embrace at 18. Pretty cool. It was unbelievable. Uh, please buy the book, Best Seat in the House, Jack Nicholas II, Don Yeager, 18 Golden Lessons from a Father to His Son. We play, I'm going to make, Mike, I'm going to ask him, I don't care, okay? Uh, because I feel like we made a connection here. 
I, we play a game uh, on this show where we have like father-son combinations come on and it's kind of like who knows their dad the best. And I am telling you, Jack the second, that my father has no bigger sport. Like he is Jack's biggest fan. I'm certain you've heard that a billion times, okay? But he is, all right? And he's the reason I love Jack and he's the reason I love Augusta and my dad's the reason that I love golf. I am asking you and your dad to play against me and my dad in who knows their dad the best on a future episode of this podcast. Can we make that happen? We can make that happen. We can. Do yes. That. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, that, I got to get this shout out to uh, what happened this past weekend with a father son, uh, Stuart yeah. Sake and his son Reagan. He he realizes similarities there of the age. Uh, dad was forty six and eighty six when he won the Masters, and I was twenty four. Right. Stewart is 47 and his son, uh, Reagan, I think is 23. So you want right. to talk about father son combinations, something really special. I think happened with those two that I can. So it so resonates with me. So father sons are the best. Uh, I, yes. I can't tell you. And if you'd like to play that game, uh, maybe we invite the sinks to join us too. It'd be fun. That would be, I'm telling you, it would be dream time. Like I'm trying to towards the end of, my dad's almost 80 now. So what I'm trying to do is just create experiences through this great job that I have where my dad can talk to some of the people uh, that he considers to be legends. And so, yes, having you, Jack, and the sinks on uh, would be incredible. And so we look, we'll get it done, and I'll promote the hell out of this book for you, okay? <laughs> it would be I appreciate you having me on. Okay, we appreciate the time. Uh, check out the book, Best Seat in the House, Jack Nichols II, Don Yeager. Jack, thanks so much. This was a thrill for me. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it, guys. You guys you guys are great. You guys keep it lively for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, wait till we get to the father-son game. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, have a great day. Be safe, please. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lights. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.